Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. I'm so honored to have you here with me today where we talk about lessons that we learn off our kitchen table about parenting and about business. And today we have a great group. We're actually doing a round table of, of husbands and wives. And I'm really honored to have with us today our guests. And I'm gonna let them introduce themselves. I'm gonna ask them to tell you their name, how long they've been married, and how many children they have. If they want, they can share their ages. I'm gonna start with Melanie on my left. Hi, I'm Melanie. I've been married for 10 years, and I have two children. Uh, their ages are eight and six. Thank you. Nula? <laughs> my name is Nula, and I have three children, 12, eight, and six. And how long have you been married? 14 years, to a wonderful husband. I'm Jonathan. I am apparently the wonderful husband. <laughs> My name is Ron. I've been married coming up on 13 years, and we have uh, three beautiful children. Just and three. how old are your children, Ron? Oh, 12, <laughs> 8, and 6. Thank you. And a wonderful wife. Thank you. <laughs> Linda. My name is Linda. I've been married for nine years and I have three kids, three beautiful girls, uh, seven, five, and almost two. Okay. So we're a good, crazy bunch of people. <laughs> With 11 kids. 11 kids in total. Okay, that's awesome. We have a team of some sort. I'm sure we could create that. So our topic today, and we're going to keep it short and sweet because that's how we like our podcast. We're going to talk about just one tip that each person here could offer about marriage survival. When you have children, your marriage does change a whole lot. But what is it, that one tip that you could share with our listeners about how you can survive in marriage with children? <coughs> and I am going to change it up a bit. Usually it's ladies first, but we're gonna start with a gentleman. And I'm gonna say, Jonathan. Jonathan, what's that one awesome tip that you say? You gotta share this with our listeners. Well, one of the things that uh, we worked at is learning one another's love languages. And, you know, everyone expresses love in a different kind of way, right? Uh, and appreciates being loved in a different kind of way. And so uh, this is from uh, a guy named Gary Chapman who teaches about this, five love languages. And uh, so one of the things that's been really good for us is to learn what is it that, uh, you know, what is it that Nula, how does she love to be loved? Because it's different than how I like to be loved. So her love language is affection and quality time. So if I, you know, everything that's going on with the kids and all that stuff, I just remember to show her some affection and find some time to just listen. Then then she feels loved. And me, I'm different, right? I'm, for me, it's like acts of service. If she makes me a nice sandwich, oh, 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 oh man, do I feel loved. But if she gives me a hug, I'm like, oh, that's nice, but it's not like the same as nice sandwich, you know? So, so it's been really helpful for us to understand uh, how each of us feels loved and because otherwise if I wanted to show love to her I'd you know I'd do some kind of service for her I'd empty the dishwasher or something thinking oh she should feel loved I and like she's that like, too oh she likes that too <laughs> oh they're all lovely <laughs> yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah I say we're pretty easy as women <laughs> yeah. I, I love that love languages I think we could do an entire podcast just about love languages we'll have to come back on that Jonathan Nula, how about you? What's that one tip? I think make a list of positive things that you like about your husband, and then you can always refer to them when you're having those moments when you don't really like your husband, or you're having a disagreement, or you're really struggling with something that's irritating you or annoying you. 
can just remember, okay, he does this, he does this, and I really like this about him. And you're just drawn to that. I, I love that. I think that it works both ways. That uh, Whether you know, a husband and wife can sit down together and say, hey, you know, let's, let's just write the top ten things we love about each other. And, and stick it up on the fridge, make it visible because, you know, like, I mean, there's women who like, stick a picture of them when they were skinny to remind themselves of going back to that. But, but with regards to marriage, there are a lot of things that happen when you have kids, there's less time together, that quality time that you, you would love to have with your husband. It's not always available when you have three kids and a dog, but, but to have that list to look back and forth to and for the husband too, you might want to laminate it so you know. Rip it up when you're really mad. (laughs) 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 But no, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. By the way, my love language is also acts of service. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I haven't made you a sandwich in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) You make dinner almost every night. (laughs) Okay, Mel. Um, Well, one of the things that I think is important is to... um, just when things get busy and stressful, just to remember to laugh with each other and to try to keep things light and to make each other laugh, make your kids laugh, and just to learn to, um, you know, enjoy those lighter moments as a family because um, otherwise things just get too stressful and too serious. Too serious, yeah. yeah. No, I think that's so important because. Even when we don't know it, our kids are always watching. And they're always listening. And, you know, I'm guilty of that, too. Just saying things that I think, oh, dear, my, i got to make it that funny now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it is so true because um, life is too short to be so serious. And, and uh, to find that lighter side. And uh, that's actually one of the things I love about uh, my husband over there is no matter what... I always laugh, and he, he makes me laugh all the time, and and I really appreciate that about him because I'm, I'm definitely more intense and passionate about things, and I'm that flighty kite, and he's that anchor that's down below, or sometimes the person in the tree untangling me from that tree, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I love that, being seeing the lighter side in things, so true. Thank you for that point. Uh, Linda, do you have one point that you want to share? Yeah, I have one. uh, I think it's important to set time aside and have date nights and spend uh, spend at least once a month going out and remembering how it was when you were dating when, you know, uh, before the kids came and uh, because it gets so stressful with kids, you know, you just seem to sometimes life can just be everything about the kids and you forget that it's about the couple as well. And so I would encourage that, definitely. That is great. I, I, I agree. And, and date night, that is a hard one. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can find a, a moment and whether it's just sitting in the car without the kids or... But, but making a, a purposeful effort to, to plan a night together. And I, I think it should go on both parts. It shouldn't just be the husband planning that date night. But uh, the wife can take that on and, and surprise the spouse. And then to consider what um, Jonathan had said, to learn the other person's love language. Because the husband might not want to go to the spa and have a facial <laughs> for their date night. But to, to remember 
what that other person's love language and how thoughtful that would be to plan something that the other person would love to do and you you do it because they would love it and they would make them happy love that thank you linda mm -hmm. and ron do you have one point yes but i just want to say a good point linda because i was just thinking if if you ended up getting married your dating probably went pretty good so that's why it's good to revisit that and uh remember the remember the good times uh, for me, my big uh, point is that our marriage has no out clause, as I call it. Just, we have no prenuptial agreement or anything like that. We're basically in it for eternity, and that's it. And if that's your only mindset, then you're going to uh, work things out and get things fixed. Uh, recently, I was listening to a, a business speaker. He was talking about business, and he was talking about uh, staying committed to your business when you're an entrepreneur. And he said, you know, if you have a plan B, you'll end up using it. So that's why he said he just focuses on his goal and nothing's going to stop him. And I think it's the same thing in a marriage. Uh, if, if you, you know, everyone made their vows when they got married and, and I think everyone's vows were for uh, forever. Uh, so why not, why not stick with that? And if that's your only plan, that's the plan you're going to go with. No, that's, that's so true because when you think about it, you, you have a family. And when you marry someone, that is your family and you've, you've made that choice to be with that person and just like when you have brothers and sisters you you didn't choose them to be your siblings and you don't always get along and sometimes you might really not like something like whether it's with your your brother your sister your parents or your husband you, you don't just leave them you you try to figure it out and, and be there for them through every situation and um, I mean, this is not considering like abuse and, and that's a whole different uh, topic, but uh, that's very interesting, not having an out clause. Thank you for sharing that. And when you related that to business, that is very true. When people walk into a, a business and they think, okay, I have a, a plan B. When you have a plan B, it means you're not fully committed. And I think in marriage, when you have that plan B and you think, oh, I can marry this person and I can always get out of it then you're not fully committed into, into really trying. And I'm trying to think, do I have that one tip? My, I think my one tip of how we always try to work at our marriage is to let the little things go. And, and that's hard sometimes. It's because when those little things are constant, <laughs> it might not be so little. But to, to learn to laugh, like Mel had shared, and and to, to let those little things go because in the big picture if the kids are happy if your spouse is happy and uh, and in our marriage if we're pleasing God it is uh, we know we're on the right track so I just want to say thank you very much to our guests today and uh, we hope that you got inspired in your parenting marriage business life today thank you for joining us bye for now Good job. Hey, you good guys practice. are awesome. Good practice. Okay. Practice. No, no, no. That was it. That was practice. You said you could edit it, right? Awesome. You guys are awesome. Change things. Thank cut you. things. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Jonathan. Be my fake name.